God. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Shoes and Biscuit podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley, and uh, today I'm coming to you from a cellar at the bottom of well, the top of the cop. And we're at Re- uh, Reeking Whiskies with Mike Hale. Hello. Hello. How are you? You all right? Yes. Yeah. Um, this, uh, this interview uh, is about three and a half maybe four years in the making because I remember <laughs> I remember before the biscuit even began um, I spent a couple of days <laughs> I always say canvas in the town just and giving up my business cards I'm doing this thing can we do some interviews and we, we, we started off to a good start almost too good a start because um, I didn't think I'd get I'd get off I'd get like two or three people um, and loads of people came to me we got a, a, such a huge bank of interviews at the very beginning I was so grateful that I got overloaded, so this never happened for some reason. So you got busy, I got busy. The world got the world yeah. got busy, yeah. So um, yeah, I've I've been dying to come here though because it, this is such a niche shop, and I'm very interested in, in niches when it comes to like businesses and things because it's either really really difficult or really really easy to move a niche, right? Well, if you, I mean, the part of the world that I grew up in, which is the Highlands, it's not niche. You trip over whiskey shops. <laughs> you, know, you turn around a corner and there's another one there. But yeah, yeah, for down here it is a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, you, Scottish? No, no, no. Just grew up there. Just grew up there. Okay. Yeah. So I was born in the West Country. Oh, okay. And then one day when I was about seven years old, my parents came home and said, we're moving up north. So being down near Plymouth, we thought, where? Exeter? <laughs> Bristol <laughs> Good <No>. Wales <laughs> Inverness <laughs> so, Inverness wow so you know all my family are still up there so it's so it's very much home but yeah. but sadly I wasn't born up there so I'm, I'm what they call a plastic jock plastic jock I like yeah. that yeah um, similar not similar at all I moved just over the border to North Wales from, right. from here and uh, an English kid growing up in Wales it's one of those things that um, you, you, you kind of you you glaze over you go oh yeah whatever but it was actually really difficult for an English yeah. kid like me growing up in Wales because they were like oh, you know the Welsh and Scottish feel about the English you know what was it like that for you yes very much yeah <laughs> very much <laughs> but but also it was I mean Inverness um, has got a reputation for really good spoken English but still when you're dropped in the month in the midst of a bunch of people who speak with an accent you've never heard before i had to get everybody to say something twice to me yeah as a kid before i could understand they what you know what they were saying but yeah yeah mine was wrexham so they kind of sound scouse anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i grew up there long enough to be able to say that so shh. um <laughs> so you, you you grew up in inverness yep surrounded by it's, it's whiskey was whiskey from a young age sort of around you <sighs> well i always tell the story that on my 18th birthday what am I? I was, I was 54 this week. So 36 years I've been drinking whiskey. Um, and that was because on the day of my 18th birthday, we, I went down the pub, pub with my father. He said, what do you want? Uh, what do you want to drink? I said, I'll have a beer. Beer arrived with a whiskey chaser. I said, I didn't want a whiskey chaser. He said, oh, son, the whiskey is not the chaser. <laughs> and then if I'm honest, for about five years, six years after that, I was probably drinking whiskey out of bravado. How's your whiskey, son? Oh, it's fantastic. No, it's not. <laughs> and then one day you find one that you like. And, you know, over the years, you you you, uh, it, you grow into it or it grows into you. But, you know. Yeah, I mean... I'm I'm Irish. My my, my family live in uh, they're in Bantry Bay in, in mm-hmm. Cork, um, and you know I used to go obviously for years. I've been going over to see them. Not been for a while. Um, yeah, COVID, you know. But um, it's um, it's always nice to sit down with my dad and have a whiskey. You know, yeah. it's one of those rituals that you have. And obviously he's like, yeah, you know, 
we like the Bushmills and, the, and Jamesons here because we're whiskey with an E in the with name. An e. <laughs> with an e. <laughs> e in the name. Um, uh, what, what? Do you know the story behind that? Why? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah? Why does whiskey have an E in it? Right. So it goes back to the 1800s, and Scottish whiskey was not particularly fantastic back then. No? A lot of Use what it we... to grease engines and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. strip, the, strip the grease off engines. Yeah. But, um, and and the, the Irish whiskey industry was selling a lot of whiskey into the US, and they wanted to, to differentiate their product. That's why they put the E in, and that's why American whiskey has the E in. They're wow. the only two countries in the world, to my knowledge, I may be wrong, um, that use the E. Everybody else uses it without an E. Now, the Scots, of course, famously got their act together, um, and now they've pretty much got the market cor- and we're cornered for whiskey. Whiskey's made all over the world. Yeah, Wonderful course, yeah. whiskeys, but but you know, usually when people think about <laughs> whiskey, it's Scotch whiskey. I've I've had a, a great insight because obviously my family's Irish, Scotch is everywhere everywhere. Yeah. Um, and my wife from Colombia as well, and they have their own brands in yeah, Colombia yeah. Yeah. of whiskey. So I got to and uh, we went to a party and um they, they they literally bought bottles of whiskey for the whole party. They literally yeah. <laughs> Fitted it out with all as much drink as you can you can muster. In fact, there were bottles left over, and I was drinking all these Colombian whiskeys. It's very nice. It's very good. To try all, these. all of them are nice after about the second or third. <laughs> <laughs> what were you? What was your? Because I've read the website, and there's a. By the way, guys, um, if you've never been on the Recon Whiskey Whiskeys website, go and have a read of. Uh, well, well don't at the moment because it's in the middle of being rebuilt. But <laughs> <laughs> Is rebuilding that for you? Who's seen that? Oh, it's just a guy that, that, that well, it's me that's doing doing, oh, okay. doing most of the rebuild. We've had it moved, and ah. I've just got to repopulate it out. Very, so very talented. So oh. I was putting I was putting something on there yesterday, just yesterday, saying, mm, just give us a break for a few weeks. Yeah, we'll I saw that. I saw out. that. Yeah. But like, there's this nice story there though about you and your your history. You had oh, a yeah. grown up job. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I did a very grown up job. What was that? What was uh, your... Well, at the time, I was I worked for Hewlett Packard. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, explains the web building then. Yeah, you know, you're good, well, as, good with computers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was doing project management and, and oh, okay, and and and, and all sorts of systems. I'm writing good spreadsheet. I really do. Oh, I can. Do you know what? Actually, we we used to joke about it because because originally I joined EDS, which had a huge presence over towards Telford, um, and they were a big Texan company, EDS, and electronic data systems. But we all all used to joke. Excel-driven solutions because everything in that company was on the spreadsheet. <laughs> everything, you know, access databases, no, you know, spreadsheet. But no, yeah, that's what I was doing, and you know, I got a bit bored of corporate America. Yeah, don't blame me to be yeah. honest. <laughs> what was that like? Was it? Was it? Um, was it a, a, a samey kind of job? Was it just? What was it about it that was boring? It was just. I was, I, if I'm honest, I was getting frustrated because I'd been in. I'd been in the same group for about eight years, and I knew where all the bodies were buried, as I say. But <laughs> but you know when when you're in there, and you know I was surrounded by some extraordinarily talented people, but it just always felt like we were reinventing the wheel a little bit, mm. and 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 over the period of a couple of years, I came to realise that I wasn't really happy. Do you know, Do you know what? Yeah. It's really important to have that journey Absolutely. in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it was it was a fantastic job, fantastic salary, you know, car allowances, all you know, flying all over the world, all these things, but deep down, you know, at, at your core you need to be happy. And I, I really wasn't. Mm. So, you know, a change was in order. Yeah. I'm going, I, that, 
these are the reasons what I love doing these stories and speaking to people about their journey because not everybody gets the opportunity to go I'm not happy I'm going to do this instead yeah. because some people do have to live in the, you know I'm 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 starting to find out now that speaking behind a microphone is what I'm kind of good at. Now I want to be able to pay, be paid to do this, and there's not a lot of opportunity to to to, to earn a living yeah. doing this, you know. So it's kind of frustrating, really. But maybe something will open up in the future. I don't know. Um, so you went from this job that you were kind of like, eh, whatever, um, yeah. to you wanted to do something to make your own, I guess. Well, it was the second time I've done a career left turn because before that I spent 15 years in the Royal Air Force. Oh, okay. I came out of the Royal Air Force because you know I, I'd fallen into IT, got a bunch of IT qualifications, and it was that, mm, what do I do? Okay, well, I'll make that leap to civilian life and use those qualifications. So making that career left turn, doing something completely different, you know, one minute you're... Um, hitting an aeroplane with a large hammer trying to make it work. <laughs> and, you know, the next career, you're just sitting there in front of a spreadsheet or whatever. You know, it, it was time for that for that change. And 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 I think one of the things that that um, wasn't great, and, of course, we've, we've seen in the last maybe 18 months a lot of focus on people working from home yes. and the challenges in that. I did that for, for, you know, the best part of most of my career, to be honest. And there's huge we didn't chance. have Skype or Zoom. <laughs> well, we had yeah, we had Skype, but the no Zoom. I, oh, Zoom. We did play around with video calls, and they, they used to irritate me. So I'd always um, run into my son's bedroom <laughs> was, and gr- grab a cuddly toy and put it in front of the camera. I was watching an episode of House, weirdly, <laughs> from like 2007, 2008, and they're, they're, he's trying to solve, solve this mystery of this woman that's ill in the South Pole, and they're doing this video call, yeah. and she looks perfect in HD, and I was kind of like, yeah, right. Come on, get out of it. <laughs> back then but no i mean you know part of the fuel fuel for doing this was i wanted to talk to people not over the telephone because i was doing an awful lot of that yeah um because the team that i was part of we were scattered all over the world so it was impractical to get everybody together so you know what better way to talk to lots of people every day than to you know be a shop in shrewsbury yeah i mean uh why shrewsbury why shrewsbury's to start off with why well, it was it was it was nearly um, it was nearly in Cornwall, oh, wow. <laughs> actually. Um, Shrewsbury because the town felt right. You know, we've always you know we live about eight miles outside of town, but when when family had come down to see us, we'd always taken them to Shrewsbury. It's a it's a yeah. beautiful town yeah. for walking around in. I mean, you know, it's it the, the amount of independent shops is staggering for Shrewsbury. We know that Wildcop is reputed to be the longest run of independent shops mm. in the country, yeah. you know, and it's it's a really pretty town. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And my bank manager made me check the um, the demographics on wealthy achievers. <laughs> <laughs> a spreadsheet yeah. again. Yeah, a spreadsheet yeah. again, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's really, I love that, though, because you, you're right, you know, when it comes to diversity with uh, independent shops, oh, yeah. you know, you, you, you're you winning here. And, you know, people do come into into Shrewsbury for those specific items, I guess, you know, for the independent shops and to have a good rummage as well. You know, there's a good Absolutely. diversity there. You know? Absolutely. I mean, Mix. people will, will go to a more traditional shopping centre, um, you know, to go in. I am going in to go to Debenhams. Well, not anymore. You're not going to Debenhams. But, Cheshire but, Oaks. You know, you're yeah, going to go to Cheshire Oaks. You're going for something, whereas yeah. people in Shrewsbury, it's a day out for yeah, them. Yeah. You know, they'll come out, they'll have, you know, they'll have a cup of coffee in the morning, have a bit of a mooch, a bit of lunch. You know, it's it's... The whole that package. kind of place, yeah. It really is. It's pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have a choice of what things you were going to specialise in, what you were going to sell, or was it always whiskey? 
It was, yeah, well, like the website says, I think. Uh, it was going to either be a campsite or a whiskey shop. Yeah. <laughs> and, but the wonderful thing was, when I, when I, I left under the guise of voluntary redundancy, so I was fortunate enough to have a bit of capital okay. uh, there. Uh, and it's such a liberating feeling to be able to sit there and say, right, what am I going to do with my life next? <laughs> yeah. You know, and and I, I remember I remember clearly the day sitting at um, my sister in law's house. We were over there for lunch, and I thought, well, what about a whiskey shop? And the idea gains momentum then, and what starts as as just a a, a rather silly thing you say after too many glasses of wine or whatever, <laughs> it does gain momentum. Yeah, momentum, and you know, and, um, and I went to see somebody at the bank and uh, you know went to see an accountant and and a solicitor and i gave myself i think it was from the from the end of the october about five years ago actually five years ago this month um until christmas to flesh out the plan that's what i'm going to do i'm going to take that long to flesh out the plan no we had the company formed by mid-november <laughs> it, it was that quick we didn't open the doors until uh end of march but because you have to go through finding the right property um premises licensing the whole whole gamut of things that you need to do but we literally went from nothing to having the company formed and and having a plan six weeks which was quite, wow. quite scary that's passion for you though isn't it that you want this to happen you're gonna make it happen is that right that's all? well it, it, it is you know there's what's that saying if you do something you enjoy you'll never work another day in your life whoever said that is a complete fibber <laughs> because you do work you know when you own a business and let's face it there's been some challenging times recently that we're not going to talk about we're being positive yeah we are um but uh, but but you know you've got to have the rough with the smooth i, I always say you know, with a shop, you know, you, you, your daily take is open to so many vagrancies that you can't possibly calculate out why mm. it's been a good day or why it's been a bad day. But the one thing I always say, if it's a, if we do have a quieter day, I say, I always say, well, you can't have really good days without the really quiet days. Yes. You know, you've got to have that, that, that pitch, if you like, between the two. Yeah. You know, to understand when you're doing well. <laughs> It's lots. There's lots to understand, and I guess it takes time to understand that. You know, a bit of experience, learning your yeah. demographic, and learning the the seasons and what people spend at what certain yeah, times absolutely. of the year and stuff. Is that true? Is that yeah? yeah. I mean, we're five, almost five years into the actual operation of the shop, and every year has been a learning year. Mm. Every year will be a learning year in the future. You know, I don't think you ever stop. Learning. Especially not at the moment, no. Um, there's lots of, um, you know, sort of uh, discrepancies going on. <laughs> I guess we can say lots of things happening. Yeah. Um, you know, but this is what I love a good challenge to do. And, you know, you're talking about um, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And you say, you know, it is hard work to work yeah. on something to yeah. make. Because I find out that I find that. And this isn't um, a, a, sh- a shot. Anybody that works for somebody. Uh, if somebody works for your company. Right, and it's your company and your baby. No one's going to work as hard as you to make that happen because this your the bills land on your doorstep. This is your baby. You created it, right? And that, that's what's going to cause a bit of like I don't know, not anxiety, that extra bit of passion, the worry, the drive to make it sure it works. Oh, you know? oh, oh, heck yeah! I mean, I but one of the um, one of the most affirming moments for me, I was talking to. 
another shopkeeper on the cop who will remain not anonymous. They're a wonderful person. They've they've been uh, trading for 30, 40 years. You know, they they they're very much an old hand mm-hmm. at it at it. And uh, and we were just chatting, and this person um, had the same worries that I had, mm-hmm. and it's those day to day worries. And you and 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 you think to yourself, well. If that person who's got this highly successful business is worrying about the same things that I'm worrying about, maybe what I'm worrying about is okay to worry about it. Yeah. I listened to an interview with um, James Dyson, mm-hmm. okay. and uh, and of course, you know, hugely successful course, businessman. Yeah. And the interviewer uh, turned around and said to him, they were talking about his first vacuum cleaner and all the rest of it, and they said, "Well, what was it like when your company went?" from being in the red to being in the black. That must have been a wonderful moment. And he said, yeah, but that only happened last year. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, well, okay. So wow. even, the, even the big boys... It's a constant uphill fight, yeah. 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 But, I mean, the worries and the and the, and the, the, the drive and the anxieties and the problems that you have around the business are what make... Yeah. It's the passion that drives you. That you wouldn't... If you didn't care, then you wouldn't... You know. They're, they're more, more than um, swept away by the enjoyment yeah the, the sheer the sheer joy of doing what you love and i have to say your your, your shop is a joy to walk in i mean nigel at the top there um, oh he's a star really nice guy if you've if you've ever walked past risk the reason i think the, the way i explained the shoes of biscuit to you and to nigel um at the beginning when i first asked you to come on the show with the phone um sat in a working business guys don't worry about it yeah. yeah, I was going to say you can answer it if you no, like it. No, no, no. Um, but um, no, um, you know, was that if you've walked past Reeking Whiskies a dozen times uh, a month, what have you, and you've never thought of stepping in, maybe listening to the Shoes of Biscuit might tempt you to come and say hello. Because even if you don't want to buy a, a bottle of whiskey or if you just want to have a look, like there's a very oh, friendly shop to walk into. We, we've always said we're up for a blether. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we always are. And we get, you know, we, we, we've got a, a an amazing collection of quite eclectic regulars and and they will you know i can think of about at least three of them who don't drink <laughs> and they'll, but they'll just come by and they'll spend 10 minutes passing the time of day and having a chat and you know putting the world to rights or whatever yeah and it's lovely it's yeah. lovely because it gives you a sense that you're part of the community and yeah. you know and that grows it grows with time i like that with the biscuit now you know because there are people i've had on the show people i've made friends with and stuff that i can just pop in and say hello like i popped in a couple of weeks ago to say hello to gainer across the road in yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and she wasn't in i was like hey how, how, she, how dare she have a day off what yeah. <laughs> you know because it is she never kind. has a day off. yeah no yeah it's yeah. very rare because she loves that what she does um and you know you get a sense of community in the club yeah. here you know, because I was speaking to Gaynor, we were doing these open studio sessions. We were speaking to like two businesses at a time, yeah. sort of talking about the life through COVID, blah blah blah. Doing it virtually, and I was struggling to get a guest. And Gaynor was like, "Oh, I know someone," and it was uh, the girl from Cafe and the Cop, and she came and joined us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Hannah, yeah. yeah, Hannah, yeah. And we we chatted about antiques and, and cakes and stuff. It was stuff, fantastic. Just you know? stuff. Yeah. So is that is that is that what it's like here on the Cop? Yeah, guys, it yeah. is. It is. You can you can quite often. Uh, it was fant- It was fantastic through. Through the pandemic, when the road was closed, oh yeah, if you had a quiet day, you'd often see a clump of people standing <laughs> in the middle of the road, you know, and it would be shopkeepers. There'd be four the or five, or so, yeah, just chatting, you know, just about anything and everything, and and there is a sense of community. You know, there all there there always is, and it's and it's exciting when you get um, 
somebody else brings their business to the community, you know, yeah. to that community, and what yeah. are they bringing? How's it going to be different? And yeah, it's 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 really fun. I'm so glad that we. I mean, there's there's other lovely places in in town, of course, of course, yeah. yeah. But I'm so glad that we chose to be where we are. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice walk. I mean, a lot, a lot of people park at the bottom there and walk into town. Yeah. It's good footfall, I imagine, all the time, constantly. Well, there's a lovely walk, I always think, if you're visiting the town. Um, and, of course, you know, you do Pride Hill because Pride Hill is very much... Um, Centre. Well. It's the same. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling not to call it the high street because it's not mm, the high street, no, it's but, not, it, yeah. but it's what you would refer to as yeah. the generic high street of the town. But then, you know, coming down St Mary's and Dogpole and then... And then up uh, Wild Cop and 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 the, the actual High Street. That yeah. that little triangle is quite a nice little little walk. It shows you Shrew- uh, Shrewsbury. Um, it's different faces, if you like. Mm. And then, of course, you can peel off that to go further down the Cop or into Mardle or yeah. or down towards. We always po- we for some reason we always end up as a travel agency. I think here, but I think it's because <laughs> we've always got the door open, and we've got a pile of the um, the wonderful town maps and. People are always sticking their head in. Oh, how do I get to so and so? Great incentive to get people in, though. I mean, yeah. like, where's St. Mary's? Oh, yeah, it's over there. But, but, oh, whiskey drinker. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we do, you know, we point people towards the parade, we point them mm. down towards the dingle with regularity, you know, down to, into the market. You know, the, the, there's so much, so much in this town. We've, we've actually seen this, this year um, a behavioral not change but something we've never seen before where people earlier in the summer they'll come to shrewsbury for a day really enjoy themselves and then we see them again about six or seven weeks later for a weekend ah. and they you know they they just they shrewsbury sells it really does it, it um, does yeah i was talking to the the guys at um the soldiers of shropshire museum oh yeah up in the castle and i was talking about like you can easily take a section just a section of shrewsbury and spend the whole day there so yeah. with the castle you could go around the museum really take your time and have yep. a look and then we've got the the so stories that we released with the Shrewsbury Bid where they're like audio tours that you can listen to and you can go do one of them as well you know so you can do uh, spend a whole day in the castle take a picnic you know, yeah. you know what I mean and then maybe go for a bite to eat afterwards I don't know like it's just so many of this there's loads of stuff going on at the prison you can go and look at you we, know? we did my wife and I well, we weren't married then but we were looking at wedding venues and one of them was the potential of the castle. Yeah, the castle. <laughs> and it was only when we saw, you know, the, the room where they do the ceremony, which I found incredibly interesting. It was just surrounded by weapons on all sides. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a military history buff and I was very excited. And she looked at it and went, do you think this is a way we should be starting off our marital <laughs> lives around it? <laughs> Ways of maiming each other? Maybe not. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I was very excited. <laughs> yeah. What a great venue that would be. Um, yeah, so when it comes to starting your business, obviously yeah. you've been saying you've been training for like five years now. Um, and, you know, how how easy was it to understand the stock and to what to sell and because you know, you, you, there's probably you know half a, a dozen maybe even whiskies that you enjoy growing up and stuff but then there's lots more to sell isn't there? Yeah, you've got to, you've got to look at it. Um, I wish that I could say that I'd only drunk a dozen whiskies growing up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you, you have hmm. a, you have a, you start off from the, the the point of having a passion for something yeah. in this case it's whiskey and knowing uh, knowing what's out there you then have to make a decision about what kind of in this case whiskey shop 
we wanted to be. And for me, I class ourselves as an everyday whiskey shop. I know it says the specialist whiskey shop outside the door. That was a strap line that was um, invented for us by the guy, very talented guy who did all our branding. But, um, but I consider ourselves an everyday whiskey shop. If you wanted to go to a whiskey shop in London, for example, you would expect to find two, three thousand pound bottles of wine because maybe you are um, Prince Whomever of yeah. wherever, and that's your <laughs> that's your boat. But, whiskey, you know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we 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 we're a ta- we're we're in a, a wonderful town, but it's a you know it's a it's a county town in a rural yes. county. It's visited, you know, um, but we wanted to have accessible whiskey that was good whiskey yes you know we wanted to go off the beaten track um there there are some myths in whiskey that you know could be busted about about older being better etc but we won't go there um but (laughs) you know it's but i remember bell curving it again spreadsheets you know working (laughs) out where i thought that the the majority of our stock needed to be looking at um what i thought people's spending habits would be and I I was relatively accurate you know and and I think that kind of 40 to you know we start lowering the 40 of course but I think that 40 to 60 range um, is probably where we sell 70% of our whiskies in that range and you'll get something fantastic in that range you don't need to spend 150 200 pounds unless unless you're looking for something um, really quite special you know yeah but um so you, you know you 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 then look at your stock accordingly and you look at your range accordingly we were lucky enough to have a lot of help from a company called Gordon and McPhail up in Elgin who apart from being fantastic independent bottlers certainly at the time they were one of the best wholesale businesses for whiskey okay. and you know talking to them and um you know really getting an idea of you know once we sat once i sat down and said look this is what we want to do this is where we want to be as far as what we're we're selling what would you advise and you know and they said yeah you know um there's no point in you putting a two thousand pound bottle of whiskey in at the moment because it'll just sit there and gathering dust where you've been there five years yeah absolutely (laughs) now you you do get to a point where you can you can do those kind of things and it becomes a, a a pull for people they come in i i remember i you know play guitar very badly but i remember uh, one of the guitar shops in birmingham they had this fantastic um guitar that had been on featured on the front of guitarist magazine it was worth about 20 or thirty thousand pounds or something and they had it right in the middle of their guitar wall and nobody was ever going to buy this you know it sat there for years but you would come in to look at it yeah, yeah. and then you'd walk out with a pack with a Packet of strings or yeah, yeah. another another lesser guitar or or whatever. And but it does the, do that. Yeah, it does do that. So so, it, so maybe one day. <laughs> whenever we go to the, the airport, I remember we always look for the most expensive bottle of uh, whiskey and duty free because you always have that one that's like two thousand five hundred uh, pounds or something. You're like, oh my god, look at this! It's crazy uh, because it does get yeah. that high, doesn't yeah. it? You know, it's, it's oh, it'll go higher than that. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, I, imagine. You know, I mean, the, the list we pick off, I think the most expensive thing on the list is about £24,000. What is like madness. What makes a whiskey or a wine or a brandy or something so expensive? Is it is it the age or is it just where it's made, how it's made? Well, I, I can't comment about why. We will leave that to the fine it, folks down at Tanner's. Is it a conspiracy? No, because I know nothing about it, but I, I know how to drink it very well. <laughs> uh, but with, with whiskey, yeah, it's it's... 
there's lots of factors. The biggest one, of course, is 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 age. Age does increase the the apparent price of whiskey, and that's because when 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 whiskey goes in the cask, or when the spirit goes in the cask, can't call it whiskey until it's been in that cask for three years. Um, okay. But let's say you know whiskey loses two to three percent of its volume every year rather romantically called the angel's share but there we go um so after 25 years a cask is only about 40 percent full so so that's one of the big price drivers the fact that oh, so it's limited know, yeah limited. and and it's taking space up in a in a, in a warehouse for you know for that time and, and oh, which reminds me of um, kevin spacey in horrible bosses we pours in the glass of whiskey and he's like, I'm going to have a glass of whiskey. He's like, you're going to have one with me? And he just gives him the glass of whiskey. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to, I don't drink. It's 10 o'clock in the morning, Nick. And he's like, it's an 18-year-old scotch. I'm not going to pour it back in the bottle. And he makes him drink this bottle of whiskey early in the morning. It's just brilliant. Well, that's yeah. that's the bre- breakfast whiskey. <laughs> yes. Really? No. <laughs> I imagine. Oh, gosh. Although some t- sometimes if Nigel and I were in on Saturday and we were trying new whiskeys, we'd do it. Fairly early in the morning, you know, because you're already trying, you're already taking a, a sip or two to, to be able to talk about something, especially if it's ahead of a tasting evening. Uh, but we do that early because, you know, I, I want to drive home at five o'clock and I don't want to upset West Mercia Constabulary. So, so you know, like I say, you're only taking a couple of sips, <laughs> but you know, I want to leave that plenty of time yeah, just yeah, to course, make sure. Yeah. But we, we did have, um, we had a young lady who worked for us um, and she came in one day and I must have had about four of them lined up. Um, and it, like I say, I was just writing notes, taking a sip, and writing notes. But the first thing she all she saw was these four whiskeys. Oh my gosh, what's happened? What's wrong? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Whose birthday is it? Whose birthday is it? Yeah. <laughs> Who's died? Ooh. I was very lucky enough to go on a, on a podcast called uh, Pints Unknown. A big all shout right. out to Mike Gumbauer, a great guy. And he basically we we get drinks, uh, beers mainly, or ales. And yeah. we, we sip and we talk about and we what yeah. do they taste like? You know. Well, that's sort of swirling around your mouth. <laughs> lots of, yeah, lots of funny mouth noises. Yeah, yeah. and um, it was really interesting actually because he was in America, and I was in the UK, and it was it was like um, I, he was, I, I was trying to get him to buy beer, so he went out and found out what beers he could buy in the in the US that I could buy in the UK. All right, you know, so you sort of UK beers, like Guinness and stuff. You know, it's yeah. quite cool. Um, do, have you seen any of these things online or anything with whiskey? Do people do whiskey tasting? Oh, and, online whiskey changes podcasts I mean, and stuff. You know. It's the, it's the one thing that the p- pandemic has driven hugely is online whiskey tastings. Yeah, and some distilleries are prolific in their their about you know their online whiskey tastings, and they're you know they're fantastic. Anything which um, introduces people to the product or increases their 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 learning or just it's just plain fun. Yeah, is I mean, a good thing. I'd never been to a, a tasting of anything like that before until I went to one of Darren's at Gin Different. Yeah. Um, he's a great guy. Um, and uh, I went to his, his, his gin tasting and stuff, and it was really fun. You do, actually. Yeah, he like, yeah. teaches you a lot, and I guess there's a lot to learn about whiskey as well. And I like the idea of, um, you know, them, you know doing a, a whiskey tasting uh, over, over Zoom or whatever, you have a load of people, and be like, well, you've got the whole bottle now. See you later, guys. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I think some of the best nights that I remember are nights where I have sat with a friend and, you know, shared a bottle of Jura and just put the world to rights. You yeah, know, those yeah. are the nights that I absolutely adore. Um, you know, I started clubbing and stuff from a young age. It can really just, the novelty wore out very quickly. Yeah. Quiet drink with my mates is what I enjoy. Maybe I'm boring, yeah. I don't know, but that's what I No, enjoy. it happens. Yeah. It happens as you <laughs> The crackling fire. I'm, and going, I'm going out tomorrow night in Bridge North with my brother's-in-law and we... <laughs> 
20 years ago, we would have been, yeah, come on, we'll hit Ironbridge for a few beers first. We'll do this. And we're like, yeah, we'll go see James Bond. They go for curry. That'll do us. <laughs> That's, that was amazing, actually. That really does. I remember one year we went out. We were, we were like, I think it was a Sunday night, and we were, you know, I grew up in Wrexham. Okay, this this is going to sound really odd, but Wrexham's a drink in town. You wanted to go out on a Sunday. There'd be clubs and bars yeah. open, right? So I just moved to Telford. I was like, let's go Iron Bridge on a Sunday. It'd be absolutely fine. Bars will be open. Let's do it. Nothing was nothing, open. Nothing. We ended up in the Colebrookdale Inn, um, and it was it was Domino's night, <laughs> and it was me and. Three or four of our mates, and we, we sat there, and before we left, we knew everybody's name Fantastic. before we left. It was a great night. It really Fantastic. was. Um, <laughs> but those are nights you remember, aren't they? You know, yeah, the, the nights where you, you really take your time with a bottle of whiskey, and you really enjoy it. And is that like the majority of the people that come in, the, the, the bottle for the special occasion? The kind of- you, you'll get all sorts. You'll get... Um- you, you will get some people who come in, and it's part of their regular... Yeah, yeah. Evening, okay. every evening before I go to bed, like I a monthly a, subscription to, <laughs> yeah, you know, every every evening. But before I go to bed, and they're, they're always they're they're always really 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 old people. <laughs> I've been doing this for forty years. I've been I've been you know having having a little dram just before I go to bed. So you know, is it is that a reason why you're ninety six years old? I don't know. Um, or you'll get <laughs> you you get you'll get whiskey lovers in there come in. You know, who who are looking for something. You'll get collectors you'll get all sorts all sorts you know young guys getting into it girls who are into it last time i checked them check the numbers something like 27 percent of confirmed whiskey drinkers were ladies which is brilliant because oh, yeah, that's great yeah well my sister can drink me under the table <laughs> now, th- there's a, a spike in like trends with drinks obviously yep. gin is just pff, exploded it's kind of i was chatting to nigel just he's like oh yeah. gin's sort of leveling out now rum is sort of growing Rum's a bit growing a wee bit, yeah yeah, yeah. um is, is whiskey just been like had a, had a phase is it just as the high level as it, as it always has been Wh- whiskey is in boom at the moment but the thing is whiskey when you talk from a uk economy perspective whiskey is far bigger than the gin boom yeah far far bigger but it's consumed in a completely different way for one gin is um consumed in the bars yes and clubs as well as at home whiskey tends to be at home but also the gin boom was very much limited to the uk yeah whereas the whiskey boom that we're seeing at the moment is international whiskey is a far more international thing we don't i think the numbers were something like 3.5 billion for gin uh in 2019 I haven't seen the 2020 figures yet. <laughs> uh, whereas whiskey was something like 4.9 billion. But that'll be interesting, though, the, the figures for 2020, because, you know, again, a lot of people were at home. and I you know, think gin got a lift. Yeah? Yeah, because we were seeing t- through 2019, very allegorically, it felt like the excitement had gone out of gin. Yeah. It felt like there were too many gins on the market. You know, we would get... We get a lot of distillers come in and say, "Well, you know, will we take their product?" And the first thing you kind of want to ask them in a nice way is, "Well, well, how is your gin different?" And we're not talking about is it a well, nice it's palm of violet flavor? Or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. You know, what are you doing that nobody else is doing? And you know, what, what's because you need a selling point. You need to be able to say, "Oh, this gin is, you know, it's it's a wonderful gin. They're planting a tree for every every six bottles, or they're or 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 the botanicals come within yeah. come from within a certain distance of a historical place or whatever." Um, but it felt in 2019 that it was just. In fact, the, the, the looking at the some of the trade press it was just starting to plateau off and then we all got ha- then we all had to stay at home yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think it got a massive 
left there. It's become a, a bit of a problem, though. You know, a lot of people did take <laughs> drinking during the during oh. the lockdown, and then it, then you have that mixed with the anxieties of going back to yeah. work. Now there's a lot of people that are, that is it's a yeah, yeah. huge thing. Um, so I, I think we're going to be doing something with D for drivers, D four drivers, yeah, that, um, about that soon. I'm, I'm in talks with them. Um, you know, so maybe you know it's across the board. Alcohol was just like pff, give a bit of a boost because what else is there to do, right? Yeah, but it can be dangerous. And I think of course, that's yeah. what that's what, that's you, what, I was kind what, of you're, to. what you're alluding to, and it's um, it's yeah, one of the things that's really encouraged me over the years is we're we're so much more um, ready to talk about people's mental ill health. Yes. And of course, you know, alcohol and the effects of alcohol play into that yeah. a little bit, especially if you you use that to prop you know to prop prop things up. I and mean, we 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 found at home. Yeah, you know, we, we drink probably more wine than anything else. So contrary to popular belief, I do not drink a bottle of whiskey a night. Um, but we found that we, you know, pre-pandemic, we would have a, probably, we would, my wife and I would share a bottle of wine on a Friday night, probably on a Saturday, maybe on a Sunday. <laughs> and then it became Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then it became, you know, Thursday became Tuesday. And, and, and we were drinking a wine, a bottle of wine. What day is it, darling? Wine o'clock. But, you know, and it, and, and it is something, um, you know, now we've kind of reversed that a little bit. But we, I, you know, I do, I do worry about people who have, you know, that anxiety. Yeah, I'm going to take it'll be really weird and take some pictures of us yeah. while doing this. Yeah, it's, it's it is something that concerns a lot of people, but I think there's a, there's a lot of, there's a reach there now for, for to get help to yeah, people. Yeah, stuff, the, the channels for for help uh, are so much better. And what I get from your story is this is for people that know kind of. I don't want to sort of down. Well, yeah, we don't use the c word. <laughs> the people that know what they're doing, though. The people that they come here for a purpose and a reason. Well, we, we talk about whiskey drinkers. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, this isn't we, an off license. This is a. Well, it is. technically it well, is. Yeah, a friend of mine calls it a very posh off license, but, <laughs> but we're not. But there's nothing posh about us. But um, yeah, you, you, you're not. I, you know, I did have to wrestle with my conscience as I was opening opening it, thinking, well, you know, I know I I had a, a stepsister who sadly passed away after being an alcoholic for many years, and and you start thinking, am I facilitating? And that's something you you know you have to kind of ask yourself, and then you very quickly say to yourself, well, look, people who generally people who who will have a problem are not going to come in and buy a. Forty pound yeah. bot- bottle of, <laughs> bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Um, generally, generally, <laughs> you know, and you and you just have to you just have to look and at the, you have to look at the point is if you weren't going to do it, somebody, somebody else probably will. <laughs> I mean, well, there's you know, so if you can do it responsibly, well, that that that's the key to it. That, yeah. that, that's the key to it. And anybody who's been in in any of the the alcohol trade, you know, especially when you not not only do your personal licensing and you understand where the law stands on various things, but your premises licensing etc. That's what you fall back on, and you. You know, ultimately, you have to look at someone and say, "Maybe I'm not going to serve you because I don't think, you mm. know, for what, for whatever reason." Yeah, you've got to have that. You've got to have that. that in you. Now we've never had that problem. No, no, no. We, 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 yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've been no, we've been, we've been we've been lucky. I think in the first year we we had the odd um, ra- rather. Ra- Rather, I don't want to say the word drunk, but they were hammered. People coming in, and of course, you just you know you become their best friend, and you 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 move them gently yes, out, yes, and, yeah. 
Confront. Mind the step. <laughs> yeah, mind the step on the way out. You know, we don't want confrontation. We just yeah. want it. But we've been, over, broadly over the years, we've been very fortunate. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, it's 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 you do you do offer a service of people and you do it responsibly. And you guys are very friendly, nice people as well. So you're not gonna for the listeners more. You're not gonna come in here and be like, "What do you want?" You know, this place <laughs> is lovely. Like, yeah. Nigel's really good. I was like, even while I was waiting for you, just we were just chatting about. See, I, I saw from my my. Uh, me sitting down with my dad having a, a glass of whiskey when I was younger, I've kind of gravitated towards rum a little bit. Oh, rums. rums yeah, and I don't know up. what it is. I don't know what it is. And um, I feel like, you know, we're talking about um, gimmicks and with uh, sort of gins and rums and, you know, the rise and things. I think sometimes people get bought in by the gimmick a little bit too much. I started, I bought Dead Man's Fingers rum and it's a nice bottle, big skull. I thought, oh, this is going to be great. Legitimately tasted like PVA glue, right? Yeah. <laughs> I finished the bottle because I bought it, right? But I, I was just I bought, got bought in, sold by the skull on the bottle, simply yeah. because of that, you know. Yeah. So be careful, people, what you're buying. Yeah, I mean, it's... We... You know, well, and that kind of links in a little bit to something I was asked the other day. How, how do we compete with... Online sales, yeah, but, I mean, yeah. but but the difference is we can talk to people, and we will, you know, we we do actually sell dead man's fingers because that's what sometimes people want. But you yeah. need to have that conversation with. Sorry, people. dead man's fingers. I, I'm sure some. Yeah, lovely they're people. lovely people. They're wonderful. Maybe they're I had wonderful. a cold. Sure. I had a cold. It was just a uh, yeah. <laughs> taste receptors weren't working very well. So, um, <laughs> but you know, you can have that conversation and say and say, well, you know. Um, it's it's a proposition for a particular particular thing. Whereas you know if you're if you're wanting something a bit more, um, more of a sipping rum, you might go and look at this product or that product. And it's that ability to have that conversation, yes, of course. which which makes it what makes any independent shop work. Yes, you know which is which is a good thing. Yeah, having a blether. And, and you know there there are people that do come in and buy like the the a bottle of whiskey or something. But if someone was to come up to you and say, "Oh, I've got a wedding, I need a oh, generally sorry. priced whiskey," can you? Sit, re- yeah, we do it all the time. Yeah, we do it all the time. We've done we've done um, miniatures for for favors you know, oh, where nice. we sit where we sit down with. Um, uh, the, 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 I'm going to assume happy couple, and <laughs> <laughs> go through exactly what they want, and you end up with a list, and you know, great auntie so and so only drinks this, but it's fine. <laughs> we go off and do that. We, you know, we've you know, you get stag parties in, looking for you know, and now that we um, now that we sell sell cigars after Adlards sadly went away, you know, you, you, I like was, a nice cigar. He sells cigars, yeah, but yeah, you know, we started after Adlards Adlards shut, yeah. but but you know, but there's a whole thing there, and they're quite funny the stag parties when they come when they come in, they, you know, when they're sober. I want a, a cigar for <laughs> me and the boys, yeah, <laughs> <they're quite funny. laughs> but you, but you also get you'll get the groom coming in and wishing to buy. Uh, nice bottles, bottles of whiskey for nice, for yeah, his yeah. you know his ushers best man all of that kind of thing so yeah, yeah we we just we try and keep life uncomplicated and try and help where we can mm, I want to pop in for a cigar I do like a nice cigar now and again yeah yeah it's very nice and a bottle of whiskey yeah um, thank you so much for chatting to me today no honestly I, I, we do this show because we like to learn about people's um, journeys and you've had a great journey and what you're doing I think is fantastic because you offer you do offer a service and you're yeah. you very friendly people um, and I, I just hope you guys you know go from strength to strength in the future have you got any plans to expand or anything or just business as usual no, going? We're, we're always trying to march forward I mean we, we've always done whiskey tastings for example but now our whiskey tastings are bigger 
Um, oh, tell we, people about that one. Well, we do we do them every month, uh, with the exception of December's the one month we don't do them because we're run off our feet. Yeah. But Christmas, um, yeah. we used to do them in the shop, and we'd have twelve people, and we would do you know five or six whiskies and 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 keep it fun. You know, it's, um, uh, informal lead tasting we call them. But the, pan- <laughs> the pandemic mo- made us move into the Lion Hotel. Couple of doors down, oh, nice. where we can get a big room and have all these socially distanced What's tables. A great venue, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we liked the ideas of having tables, so mm-hmm. so now we've got a bigger room. We do bigger tastings. We're looking, you know, sometimes we do two a month. It get it, you know, so so expanding out that side. There's other you know other areas we'd like to expand. You know, mm. the, the problem is problem is sometimes space in the shop gets a bit yeah full. I've got to say we we sat in the cellar like I said at the beginning um, and I we had this idea <laughs> I, thought, I was like we need I need to do like a, a limited run of, of podcast just called Shrewsbury Cellars yeah, we need I to go down brilliant. the cop and do all the, the yeah. cellars um, do you guys get affected by the floods much I mean obviously no we're quite in, lucky up here yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, although there is an artesian well I only discovered recently in the square the square can get flooded that's why there's you know when you talk about old Shrewsbury that's why there's a there's an old what would you call it guttering if you like that goes down to the river from there and it, you know there's, really? an, there's an artesian well that can spring up there so when we have the dreadful floods you know mm. my heart goes out to anybody yeah, who, course, was, yeah. who was physically affected by them last year and the year before um <laughs> And you know we're sitting there. Oh, we're on top of the hill. Would nothing, nothing can possibly go wrong. Yeah. Although we did have a, have our water pipe up there the other week. Yeah. Yeah. But it affects people indirectly as well. So yeah. You can't get yeah. the carp, and you know it, it wasn't like, that. That in 2019 when it happened oh, was yeah. just devastating. I it mean, was. It was. Uh, it was. You know to see. Um, you know, for us, we were lucky. It just affected our trade. We didn't have to worry about stock being ruined. We didn't have to worry yeah, about the, the, the yeah. you know the business being you know being underwater, anything like that. And it was just tragic for some people. Yeah, it really was. Well, you know, hopefully. Well, I mean, we're going to get these problems again. I'm not going to say oh, there's never going to be any floods, but I think what we need to do is. To, I, I was chatting to Kerry from Bloom Studios in Colum, and I was talking oh, yeah. about how um, maybe we can get something together where a step-by-step plan of what to do and what people might need and how yeah. people can help if there is a situation like this again. I don't know. I don't know why we started talking about that as well. Oh. You know, you're in Shrews, we've got to talk about shrubs, other floods, should I say. Yeah. Can you, would you like, I, I was chatting, chatting to Nigel. He said you're very good. I was very active on social media. Yeah. Um, how can people follow you? Where, where, are, where are you? Instagram and Facebook are the two yeah. main. We've we've got a fledgling YouTube channel. It's it. See, Nigel's quite. He likes doing a video. I do a video from time to cheeky time. Video, huh? He yeah. does cheeky little videos. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, you know, like I say, they're always on Instagram, always on Facebook. Um, so we started kind of j- lumping them into a YouTube channel as well. Nice. So it's not massively prolific. Get some TikToks yeah. going. <laughs> I'll have to get my kids to show me how TikTok yeah, yeah, works. Yeah. You know, we dra- we dragged ourselves into the 20th century. I think. Yes. <laughs> um, well, thank you for chatting to me today, and I for the listeners. Um, if you've walked past Reeking Whiskies a few times and never stopped by to say hello, make sure you come say hello to these guys because honestly, you'll you'll enjoy sp- speaking to them. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a really pleasant place to come in uh, and have a look. Um, and if you need that bottle of whiskey, they'll help you out. So um, absolutely, uh, I want to tell the listeners about. Uh, our youtube channel actually because we're starting to do something new um new but old we, we, i'm going to really releasing vintage episodes of the shoes biscuit on our youtube channel we've never really re- used youtube to release our our content so it's very new it's very fresh so i'd love for you guys to go and subscribe 
Um, and you know uh, there are episodes there that you may not have listened to maybe you didn't listen to the biscuit from the very beginning well there's the opportunity to do so we've got some great episodes to, to reshare we're not going to share all of them the ones I think I think people enjoy uh, the first one was with author Simon Bell we got one with Lorraine Fletcher and Stan Sedman from uh, For the Love of Shrewsbury Chris Shirk who we were just talking about um, he's from uh, Shrewsbury from Where You Are Not you know these are great episodes that are, they've just sat on there on the bottom of the Podbean list and nobody's really listened to for a while so uh, give us a subscribe on YouTube. And you can also check us out on our website as well, which is um, the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast.co.uk. Um, all of our content is on there. And um, that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. And uh, you guys got a website as well. What's, what's your website? It's really. Reek, reek, what, our, what, what our website is flat at the moment. Yeah. It's, it's normally reekingwhiskies.com. Yeah, give it a few, a couple of weeks, guys, and, and check their website. It's really, yeah. it's really good there. Um, thank you for chatting to me. No worries. It's been really nice. We'll catch pleasure. you guys uh, next time. Peace out. <laughs>